Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for April 3rd, 2019. We're just a few weeks away from Resurrection Sunday, from Easter Sunday morning. So I'm teaching a series entitled The Road to the Resurrection. The title of today's message is The Pain Associated with the Promise. There is pain associated with the promise. And as a believer, if you want the promise, you have to endure the pain. And so um, I'm not going to read John 18 verses 1 through 10, but I'm going to cover that passage today. So when you get some time, go to John 18, read verses 1 through 10, and that's what I'll cover. So in John chapter 18, Jesus was entering a grove of olive trees, and Judas, the betrayer, knew the place well. So Jesus frequented this place with his disciples, and Judas knew where Jesus was going to be. So Judas led a contingent of Roman soldiers and temple guards, and they were armed. Not like think think about like the movies. They were armed, right, with with torches, uh, blazing torches, and they had weapons. And so they get to the grove, and they're assigned to arrest Jesus, right? So they show up, and Jesus already knew what was going to happen because he was Jesus. He he heard from the Father. So Jesus stepped forward after having prayed with his disciples, after after having you know known what was going to happen. Jesus stepped forward and said, who are you looking for? And then they replied, the soldiers replied, Jesus, the Nazarene. And Jesus said, I am he. Oh, glory to God. And when he said, I am he, the soldiers, the text says, the soldiers drew back and they fell to the ground. And so I I guess it just hadn't dawned on them, like what they were getting themselves into. Like they were about to arrest the son of God. And when Jesus said, I am, right? I mean, when he said, I am, he, but when I'm sure when he just said the words, I am, when he said, I am, it's like, boom, the power of God was released. The power of God was manifested. And at that moment, the soldiers realized that they were up against more than they bargained for. They couldn't mess with God. You know what I'm saying? So they fell down. They were like, oh no. And then so Jesus asked the second time, who are you looking for? And again, they said, well, Jesus, the Nazarene. And Jesus responded, listen, I told you that I am he. And since I am the one you want, let these others go. And so the Bible says that Jesus said that to fulfill his own statement, which he had said. Uh, um, he said, actually in John 17, he said, I did not lose a single one of those that you have given me. When Jesus was praying the real Lord's prayer in John 17, he's praying to the father He said, Father, I didn't lose anyone that you gave me, right? So he said this to fulfill that, the Bible says. And so Jesus knew what was going on, but Peter didn't. And Peter was hot-tempered. And, you know, sometimes I kind of liken myself to to Peter. Peter could easily fly off the handle. And uh, so Peter was just not going to sit around and watch Jesus get arrested, not without a fight. So Jesus drew his, I mean, Peter, Peter drew his sword and then cut off Malchus's ear. Malchus was the servant of the high priest. And he was there to make sure that everything happened because obviously they were there for the, because the high priest was orchestrating this thing, right? So Malchus is there. Peter cuts his ear off. (laughs) Peter was zealous. Peter was ready for a flesh and blood fight because Peter was looking at this thing in the natural. But Jesus was looking at it in the spirit. Jesus was on an assignment from the father. He was ready to accept his fate. He was ready to die for you and I by God's grace. So Jesus told Peter to put his sword away. Jesus picks up the ear and put it back on on Malchus's head. I mean, this is some good stuff. This is like the movies. So he picks up the ear, puts it back. It's like, come on, Peter, what's wrong with you, dude? He said, no, I'm fine. I'll give myself over to be 
arrested. So what does this mean to you today? What does this mean? Like, you're, you're like, Rick, that was a good story. But what does that have to mean? Uh, you know, what does that have to do with me? Like right now, I got a bunch of stuff on my calendar. I got meetings today. I got all this stuff. What does this have to do with me? Okay, fine. I got you. Six things to share with you on this morning. Open up your heart to receive. You ready? Number one, Jesus knew Judas and the Roman soldiers were coming for him. And he allowed it to happen. He allowed himself to be arrested. See, no man could do anything to Jesus without Jesus's permission. Certainly no man could take his life, but he did it. He did it for me. He did it for you. He did it as an act of undeserved grace. And we need to acknowledge that. Number two, the Roman soldiers, they fell to the ground as soon as they stood before Jesus, as soon as they realized what they were doing. And there's no way they could have arrested Jesus had Jesus not allowed it. But Jesus accepted it and Jesus allowed it. Why? Once again, because he was thinking of you. He was ready to accept, watch this, brutal punishment and a horrific death all because of you, all because of me. And this is something that we have to remember on Easter Sunday morning, on Resurrection Sunday morning is actually something that we should keep at the back of our minds every day, that Jesus willingly went to the cross he did it for me. He did it for you. He did it because of us. He didn't have to do it, but he, he willingly did it. And he did it for me. Number three, Peter caught, cut Malchus's ear off because he was ready for a physical fight. But Jesus put his ear back because he understood that this fight was not carnal. Jesus was being led of the Holy Spirit. And, and Peter couldn't understand it. And listen, let me just tell you that there are times when the Holy Spirit will lead you to do something that makes no sense in the natural. But if you have spiritual discernment, you're going to know that God is leading you to do it. So you have to do it and you have to do it by faith, even when it doesn't make sense. Even when others don't understand you, like Peter didn't understand Jesus, even at the risk of looking foolish, uh, I would rather please God and be misunderstood by men than the other way around. Living by faith is going to require you to do what God says, what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do, even when no one else understands around you, understands you. Even sometimes your family may not even understand why you're doing what you're doing. Even when it causes you pain, it may even cause you pain. Like this costs Jesus pain, but the pain you are enduring in the process will pale in comparison to the glory, which shall be revealed in the end. You have to do what God is leading you to do. Even when you're misunderstood and even when it's causing you pain, you have to do what God leads you to do because there is purpose on the other side of the process. Number four, Jesus accepted the cross because it was part of his assignment. The cross was not the end of Jesus, but he needed to go through it. We could never celebrate the resurrection if Jesus had not gone to the cross. If he refused the cross, there would be no resurrection. Many of us want the promise that God gave us. But we don't want to endure the pain associated with the process. God will give you the promise. And God may even give you a glimpse. And I love it when he does. God may even give you a glimpse of what you're going to look like when you're fulfilling the, process, the, the, the promise, when you're actually enjoying it. He will give you a glimpse of what success is going to look like. But what God often does not do is he doesn't reveal to you all the pain associated with the process. God doesn't tell you all the things that you're going to have to go through because honestly, if he did, a lot of us would just run the other way. No, God will give you the glimpse. He'll get you excited 
And then you have to develop the grit and the determination along the way to keep going and to press through knowing that, listen, I know what God said. I know what God said. I know it's not easy right now, but I know what God said. I know it's not easy right now, but I know what God said. And and although there's pain associated with the process, there's a promise waiting for me on the other side of of the pain. But if you're not willing to endure the pain, you may never enjoy the promise. And I'm telling you that as a believer, you want to enjoy every promise that God that God destined for you to have and to experience while you're in the land of the living. Number five, there will be times when you have to overcome the pain associated with your path on the road to your purpose, but you cannot allow the pain to stop you. If you are facing it, then you can take it and you will make it and it will be by God's grace. Not because you're so good, but because God is good. So you just keep going. You keep pressing. You keep pursuing your purpose. There is a promise waiting for you on the other side of the pain, but will you endure long enough to see it come to pass. Number six, and finally, the writer of Hebrews said this. Hebrews chapter 12, verse two, easy to read version. The Bible says, we must never stop looking unto Jesus. He is both the author and the finisher of our faith. He suffered death on a cross, but he accepted the shame of the cross as if it were nothing because of the joy that he could see waiting for him. Think about that. Jesus endured the pain. The the Bible says as if it were nothing because of the joy that he could see waiting for him. Jesus was on the cross enduring pain. And from the cross, he looked down through the annals of time. He looked down from generation to generation. He looked down past 20 plus centuries. And he saw your face. While he's hanging there on the cross, while he's enduring tremendous pain, while he's shifting his weight from his legs to his hands and and pain is just shooting through his body. He's all of this physical pain, agonizing pain. His back is wide open because of the 39 straps, stripes with a cat of nine tails. They slapped him in his face. They put a crown of thorns on his head and pushed it down to where blood was streaming down his face. They stabbed him in the side. They did all of that. And he's enduring that pain as if it were nothing because he's looking down 2,000 years later and he's looking at you. He saw your face. He saw my face. And my face and your face kept Jesus on the cross and he did it for me and he did it for you. So yes, there is pain associated with the promise. And if Jesus endured it, then we can endure it too. We have to live our lives in honor of Jesus's death. And that's what Resurrection Sunday is all about. Yes, you could take your kids out to go Easter egg hunting and you could buy little colorful suits and you can paint some eggs if you want. And I'm not against all of that, but don't don't confuse what Resurrection Sunday is about. Don't confuse what Easter is about. Easter is about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. And he was hanging on that cross and he hung there for me and he hung there for you. And there is pain associated with the process. And I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that once you're born again, everything is going to be hunky-dory and all right. And you're never going to face anything because that would be a lie. You may face more than you ever face as a born-again believer, but you have the grace of God to do it. You are not going to face it alone. We serve a God who will never leave you, who will never forsake you, who will never turn his back on you. The same God that was with Jesus on the cross is with you right now as you watch this screen. So listen, embrace the grace of God and you press through all the pain associated with you seeing that promise come to pass in your life. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus, 
to die in my place. Jesus willingly accepted his fate. He voluntarily went to the cross. He did it for me. No man took Jesus' life because no man ever could. Soldiers fell down when they realized that they were standing before Jesus. Jesus had to allow them to arrest him. And Jesus did it as an act of undeserved grace. Jesus accepted the pain associated with the cross because he was thinking of me. Because he knew there was a promise waiting for him on the other side of the pain. Like Jesus, I pressed through challenging times, knowing there are precious promises waiting for me on the other side. The road to Jesus' resurrection was not without pain. And the road to my purpose will not be pain-free either. But I shall not stop. Like Jesus, I endure the pain and I shall enjoy the promise. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. Over the next few weeks, as I talk about the resurrection of Jesus, as I talk about the cross and I, I talk about what he endured, listen, internalize this thing. Bring in the pain, make it real to you. And then live with that, knowing what Jesus suffered for you. It will give you a, a, a different level of determination and resolve, knowing what he did for you. And the same Jesus that did all of that lives in you. Head into this day determined to press through anything that you, that you face on the road to your purpose. And do me a favor, before you leave the screen, please share this message on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. Let's let everyone everywhere know about Jesus and what he did for us. God bless you.